Welcome to extraterrestrial reality. Well, the entire internet has gone bonkers since yesterday, since the UFO hearing in Mexico, where Jaime Masson, the uh, well-known UFO researcher from Mexico, presented uh, two corpses of alleged alien bodies and uh, uh, I what ever since now the entire UFO community is completely divided and uh, I think we need to talk about this and we need to uh, look at history too uh, with regard to Jaime Masson. Um, anyway, my opinion right out I'll just I'm, I'm gonna cut to the chase right now I just I think that more, uh, research needs to be conducted. I am not on board with this at all at this point right now. I don't know what to make of it. Um, I These mummies that were presented, uh, alleged uh, extraterrestrial mummies, non-human entities, uh, uh, that's how they are shown, to, that's how they're being presented, uh, that they contain 30% DNA that is unknown. Um, my belief is that uh, I, we, we need more people looking at this uh, in order to come to a proper conclusion. Um, however, I just want to put forward uh, this, is that uh, it, the experience of the UFO community in the past with some things that Jaime Masson has done uh, should be a red flag. I mean, we need to really keep all of this in context. I know this is not going to be what a lot of people want to hear. Uh, I want to point out that I did receive several messages from different people uh, last night and this morning, early this morning, uh, pointing to the hands uh, of one of these mummies that only had three fingers on it. And they, and the same question was, does this, does this remind you of anything? Of course, as everyone who listens to my podcast understands, I had an encounter with some sort of a being back in the 70s that only had three digits on its hand. Um, and it was very strange. Of course, it, I, I've come to the conclusion that that thing was extraterrestrial. It was not a human being, whatever it was. And uh, and they point out, uh, some of the my followers uh, have pointed out to me that, hey, does, does, does this not ring a bell? Does that look like what you saw? Uh, you, yes and no. The thing that I saw was thicker, but that could, if this was something similar to what I saw when I was a kid, well, of course, the, the digits were, were, it was thicker at the bottom and it, and it didn't come to exact points at the tips. It was almost points. Uh, and it was a smaller kind of hand than you know, what this thing looked like here. Uh, but I, I don't, that has, I, I don't know. I mean, we've heard, there's all kinds of cases out there where people said the beings have four fingers, beings have three fingers. Uh, who knows what being I came in contact with is that is this being that was that was presented yesterday in this UFO hearing in Mexico uh, related to the being that I saw I have no idea I don't even know if these things are are real I I just don't know I don't know how anyone could sit back and say that right now that they are uh, and we're going to go through all of this um, and as we do I'll, I'll play some of the uh, video from that conference so you could see what, what they were talking about there. Now, they, Jaime Masson presented this. They, they carted out these two small caskets with these little uh, short little beings, the mummified remains of these beings in there. Well, I really shouldn't say mummies. Uh, I should say just corpses because they really weren't mummified, but uh, they look like mummies. They had different uh, uh, scientific experts step forward uh, to a podium and explain that uh, this is not human and these are intact. And we looked at these. They said there was eggs in three. There were three eggs in one of them, uh, which is that that's very strange. I never, you know, who could have imagined something like that? 
but right now the UFO community is completely at arms and uh, everyone's hollering and everyone's not being nice to each other over this. And uh, uh, again, we I just think we need to have, there needs to be other people that look at this. In fact, uh, there was someone on, somebody I follow on Twitter, uh, Tom Thompson, I thought he said it best uh, today. He says, as it stands, I don't know if the bodies that were rolled out yesterday at the Congress of Mexico UFO hearing are legitimate. We need more information and we need credible, open-minded scientists involved in answering that question. I am fully aware of certain participants and their connections to other debunks, so that's an obvious red flag. I, uh, uh, until we know, we don't know. I, I couldn't agree with Tom more i mean that's there's a lot of red flags uh but at the same time i think that there needs to be more research to either prove or disprove that these are legitimately uh, unknown creatures that have never been cataloged uh before in any scientific journal uh so we need d- different people involved here to look at the evidence uh, to look at the dna evidence and determine if these things are are, are legitimate or not uh however uh i'm just going to read uh, one of the articles here uh that was uh on this, that's, this was from NPR today. It says here, the, a Mexican ufologist claims to show two alien corpses to Congress. It says, Mexico's Congress heard testimony from experts who study extraterrestrials on Tuesday. Jaime Masson, a self-described ufologist, brought two caskets into the congressional chambers. As Masson spoke, two men uncovered the caskets to reveal two bodies. The corpses looked white and like stereotypical depictions of aliens. Big head, little body, three fingers. Masson said they were found in Peru in 2017 and are estimated to be a thousand years old. One of the bodies had been pregnant, he claimed. These are not mummies, he said. These are complete bodies that have not been manipulated. Speaking under oath, Masson claimed the bodies were non-human. Masson and others have presented similar claims about alleged alien remains in the past. Scientists have dismissed them as either ancient Peruvian mummies or manipulated mummies. During Tuesday's hearing, Jose de Jesus Zalce Benitez, a forensic expert and military doctor, walked the Congress through scans of the alleged alien bodies. He claimed the alleged aliens had big brains and big eyes, which allowed for a wide stereoscopic vision, and they lacked teeth, so they likely only drank and did not chew. The hearing also included remarks by Ryan Graves, executive director of the Americans for Safe Aerospace Organization. A former Navy fighter pilot, Graves was one of the three U.S. veterans who testified in front of a United States congressional subcommittee investigating the existence of UFOs in July. Mexico's Congress also was shown videos of Mexican pilots struggling to make sense of fast-moving flying objects before them. We are not alone, Masson claimed. Now, I just want to point out that uh, Ryan Graves has uh, posted on Twitter today and he's not too happy about what happened. He's not happy about that presentation of the mummies. Here's what he says. He says, after the United States Congressional UFO hearing, I accepted an invitation to testify before the Mexican Congress, hoping to keep up, keep up the momentum of government interest in pilot experiences with UAP. Unfortunately, yesterday's demonstration was a, was a huge step backward for this issue. My testimony centered on sharing my experience and the UAP reports I hear from commercial and military air crew uh, through his witness program. I will continue to raise awareness of UAP as an urgent matter of aerospace safety, national security, and science, but I am deeply disappointed by this substantiated stunt. So even Ryan Graves, who was at that hearing yesterday, is calling the uh, revelation of these uh, mummies as 
potential alien beings an unsubstantiated stunt. Now, uh, I want to point out something here, too. This was something that I saw on Reddit today. It says, yesterday's meeting in Mexico was not an official congressional meeting like the one the United States had on July 26th. Furthermore, the swearing-in was symbolic and not official for those who believe otherwise. And this was posted by someone on Reddit named uh, Ralphie de Moussen. It says, let me offer you some truth here. I am bilingual. Spanish is my first language and am also fluent in English. Uh, Deputy Sergio Carlos Luna tells them to do a symbolic swearing-in. So this hearing wasn't really official as you might think it was. It was a symbolic swearing-in. As this is not an official congressional meeting. I have linked where this symbolic request is made. The panelists are not officially sworn in on a governmental capacity, but more as a gesture to indicate that they will be telling the truth. This means that there is no oversight to what is said as there is no legal penalty for perjury. I have worked in government for over a decade and this is not how these processes are conducted. Here or in other countries, these details matter. This meeting was not the same as the one in the United States in late July and I believe that the organizers acted in bad faith by bringing otherwise credible experiencers and witnesses to this meeting. So uh, basically what some people are seeing here that was uh, most of this hearing was a lot of different credible witnesses and, and experiencers and then they rolled out those two caskets and they opened them up and a lot of people are having issues with that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, now, uh, there was another article here that I want to read in the Huffington Post. And uh, I'm going to translate it here. It says, aliens in front of elected officials from Mexico? No, these non-human corpses are not of extraterrestrial origin. Uh, these deformed mummies presented in Mexico by Jaime Massan to politicians are a creation denounced years ago. So, uh, this is something that uh, the Huffington Post is claiming that these, these mummies, well, this was already determined by people years ago that these are not what are they are being presented as it says <clears throat> small elongated skull gigantic orbs straight as eye in their fossilized posture the extraterrestrials presented to mexican parliamentarians have everything to excite imaginations a thousand years old found in an old mine said ufo specialist or ufologist jaime misson in front of politicians a fascinating story that at a time when the united states is downgrading many reports of encounters in the sky with unidentified flying objects has reason to be credible perhaps even tangible proof of existence of life elsewhere except that nothing in these mummies is extraterrestrial and this discovery is not one and it goes on to say here now of course I'm, I'm this is a translation of an article this was originally written in spanish so it's not going some of the words might not make sense uh, so just so you know that in advance it says streaming enthusiasts may have already noticed the mummies presented to mexican parliamentarians bear a striking striking resemblance to the stars of a documentary with questionable methods unearthing nazca available in 2017 on the gaia.com website a platform specializing in pseudoscience 
whose themes range from crop circles to Atlantis. Now available on Apple TV, the documentary introduced viewers to a number of mummies discovered in the famous city of Nazca, Peru. A slender humanoid with three fingers, a large prostrate figure, or a small individual straight as an eye with gigantic orbits were thus presented as possible fossilized corpses of extraterrestrials. Yes, it is indeed the same specimen, and it is also the same promoter behind behind the discovery, the Mexican Jaime Masson, as reported by the site of Debunk, Snopes.com, which then presented him as a journalist. One of the mummies presented by Masson, one of the stars of Gaia's documentary, then many books and audiovisual productions, along three-fingered humanoid was appraised by an anthropologist his conclusions are clear the mummy in question is an assemblage of different mummified human remains the elongated skull of another alien simply the fruit of an ancient peruvian custom this says a lot about the credibility of the ufologist but also more generally about the success of the mummies of nazca with the general public the exoticism of and mystery of a civilization capable of producing the famous giant geoglyphs, which are not an invention, excite the lust of some as it takes away the critical spirit of the public. Uh, basically, what they're say- claiming in this article here is that uh, this is uh, these this, these mummies were constructed together. We again, I'm not saying this is true or not. I'm just pointing this out that there are two sides to this story right now, and that's why we need more scientific investigation into it. Uh, however, again. This is uh, not something that I, uh, I, I'm not fully on board with it right now. I don't know what this, uh, I, I don't know what to say about it other, other than uh, it needs more investigation. That's all I could really say. But uh, one thing I will point out is uh, some of the history of Jamie, uh, Jaime Masson. And that is, uh, if you remember, 2015, uh, there was pretty much a, the ufology, uh, UFO community got, got a big black eye, and he was one of the reasons for that black eye. And that was with regard to the Roswell slides. I just hope people have that in mind, and they remember it and never forget it, because I will never forget it. Uh, I was, at first, when I heard this story, of course, there was a, these slides that emerged, and uh, that they were going to be uh, show that the, it was going to be proof uh, that showed uh, an alien body that was uh, recovered from the Roswell crash in 1947 that was in a display case. That, that's how it was being uh, promoted. And Jaime Masson put on this big show in Mexico, charged people money to show up and come to it, come to it so he could present his evidence. Uh, however, it was determined that this whole mummy was, it was just a mummy of a, of a child. That's what it turned out to be. And even after that proof was presented to Masson, he denied it. He said, oh, I, can't, I need more investigation. No, there was no more investigation required. It was very clear. Uh, a lot of people got dragged down into this. In fact, uh, some of the investigators, the uh, Donald Schmidt and Thomas Carey, they got uh, dragged into this. Well, actually, they, they initially were uh, brought into this by these people that discovered this this slide of this image that uh, of this Roswell, alleged Roswell alien. And because those guys have been researching this for years and they were always hoping to finally come upon a smoking gun. And then uh, they thought they found that smoking gun, and but it turned out not to be the case. Now, they admitted defeat. At, at, at It came to a point where those two guys were like, well, this is obviously, uh, you know, we made a mistake. But Masson was somebody that uh, still uh, denied it. And I, I just, and, and in addition to that, he tried to turn it into a circus. In fact, he did turn it into a circus. He turned it into a circus by having this big event where people are getting charged money. Uh, to me, that's like Stephen Greer-esque, uh, you know, charge, charge people money to come and see this. See what I got to show you. 
I don't like that. I don't think anybody in the UFO community should appreciate any of that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, instead of doing something like that and trying to make money off these things, I mean, if this, if you think you have a, a great find in, in uh, that, that's going to show the world, hey, there's there's a presence here, there's an extraterrestrial presence here, instead of charging them money to see it, you should just present that evidence. No, don't charge them any money. It's too important. It's too important. You make it instead, they make it look like a circus sideshow, and that's the problem that I have with Jamie Jaime Masson. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I say Jaime, Jamie, I don't know which way you pronounce it. I think it's Jaime. Anyway, here was an article from uh, The Guardian. Um, and this was, uh, it's called, the, the, the title of it is The Curious Case of the Alien in the Photo and the Mystery That Took Years to Solve. And I think we should go through this article so you have an understanding and, 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 and be aware and, and, and basically have know that there are some red flags here with what's going on with this stuff that happened in Mexico yesterday. Because if you're not aware, you should be aware. Anyway, it says here, uh, in the spring of 2012, Chicago videographer Adam Dew received a mysterious phone call from his former business partner, Joseph Beeson. I have something to show you, Beeson said with urgency in his voice. Later that day, Beeson showed Dew a series of slides. The slides had been found 14 years earlier by his sister who had been hired to dispose of the belongings of an elderly woman who had recently died. His sister couldn't bring herself to jettison the collection, and so she took the box home, placed it on a shelf, and forgot about it. Many years later, she finally pro- projected the slides on her, onto her bedroom wall. She saw vivid color photographs of Dwight Eisenhower on what appeared to be a post-war victory train tour, pictures of Bing Crosby and Clark Gable, as well as several photos of European towns. Figuring they had some historical significance, she sent them to Beeson, who had worked in book publishing. Now, do scroll through the slides. Some were stunning and had the unmistakable clarity of of Kodachrome, Kodak's revolutionary mid-century color processing. He wondered how the person who took them was able to get so close to Eisenhower. This must be important, he thought. Then Beeson showed him another picture, the first of two nearly identical slides. These had not been in the tray, but tucked underneath, wrapped in parchment paper. Do gasped. Staring at him was a small, brown, withered body inside what appeared to be a glass case. The figure had withered arms, shriveled legs, a large triangular skull with elongated eye sockets, and a tiny sliver of a mouth. He had but one thought. He was looking at dead at a dead space alien. That was his thought. Oh. And, and let me tell you, when I first saw that slide, I thought it, it might be. I wasn't sure, but I thought it might be. I was thinking, oh, God, I mean, when, when this... Uh, when this started first coming to light, you know, I was like, wow, this could be something. This might be finally the proof that we've been waiting for. Anyway, continuing here. Until that day, Dew had spent little time pondering UFOs. He's a stout father of three with who shoots freelance sports videos for a living. People who describe him as a gruff, diligent, short on chit-chat, hardly the type to be chasing little green men. But he just couldn't stop thinking about the slides. I knew immediately it was a good story, Dew told me a few months ago as we sat outside a coffee shop in Frederick, Maryland. Whatever was on that slide was a great story. Dew had long dreamed of making a documentary, and suddenly he had the ultimate topic. He convinced Beeson, his friend, that they should research one together. The pair found out that the pictures were found in the garage of a woman named Hilda Blair Ray near Sedona, Arizona. Dew only knew of one UFO place, Roswell, New Mexico, just a state away. A UFO supposedly had crashed there in 1947, and many believed it to be one of the America's biggest government cover-ups. Uh, it was actually a UFO. It didn't allegedly crash there. Anybody who's done the research on this would know 
that it did. Uh, the Air Force has been lying about it for a long time. I just want to point that out. Uh, anyway, continuing here. News accounts and military documents all confirm a celestial device tumbled to Earth that, that night in Roswell, but this is where the stories divide. Witnesses and their relatives describe, describe a destroyed flying saucer that broke into two wreckage fields. Aliens, many of those witnesses say, were found in the mangled craft and then transported to a top-secret site. The military, after first announcing a flying disc crash, quickly revised their story, saying it was actually an experimental weather balloon. As we, I'm just going to stop there for a second, as we know. Uh, the experimental weather balloon was a lie. Uh, they changed that weather balloon story to make it a top secret mogul balloon years later. They lied again. They just told a different lie. They had to make the lie, they had to change the lie because that, that's, that's how the, it's, you're able to easily fool mainstream media that way. They'll, they'll buy anything. Uh, when, when the, from the Pentagon. Anyway, continuing. For years, the Roswell incident was largely unknown outside New Mexico until 1978, when a Canadian nuclear physicist named Stanton Friedman met an Air Force officer who had been there. Intrigued by the man's story, Friedman researched the case and helped make a documentary called UFOs Are Real. Soon after the documentary's release, the town turned into an extraterrestrial mecca, giving birth to a culture of self-declared researchers yearning to find the truth about the event. Some of those, like Tom Carey, a retired Philadelphia businessman with a background in anthropology, and Don Schmidt, who owns a ranch in southern Wisconsin, have written several books on the subject, but so far their evidence is only anecdotal, and their years of research have not provided any physical proof aliens crashed at Roswell. If Roswell turns out to be true, it's the story of the millennium, Schmidt says. By 2012, time was running out on Roswell. With nothing tangible to link the accident to aliens, Roswell was becoming a cold case. Then Joseph Beeson contacted Tom Carey. Yes, by 2012, it was panic time for Roswell researchers because everybody that could have been a witness were dying. There was hardly anybody left uh, that that you could turn to for. You, you, they were trying. Schmidt and Carey they talk about it in, in their books. You know, witness to Roswell, uh, Roswell, uh, the ultimate cold case close. They talk about how uh, they were trying to. They were in a race with the with the Undertaker. Because uh, the witnesses were all dying. And now uh, it seems that they are all dead. I don't think there are any witnesses left. Anyway, continuing here. At first, Kerry was suspicious. He had been disappointed enough times by phony claims of Roswell evidence. And his first reaction was to distrust any new discovery. To make matters worse, Beeson also struck him as secretive. Insisting that anyone who looked at the slides must first sign a non-disclosure agreement. Still, Carey felt an obligation to pursue any Roswell possibility, so he signed the non-disclosure, and in return, he was emailed a scan of one slide. When Carey opened the email attachment in his Philadelphia-area home office, he jolted in his seat. Clearly visible on the figure's head was a dark mark similar to other black blotches across the body's torso. It appeared to be some kind of skin discoloration, but to Carey, who has anthropology degrees from two different universities, that mark on the head was something else. Child of Earth, he said to himself. In the American Southwest lives a small reddish-brown insect called the Jerusalem Cricket. It has a faint, dark indentation on its head, almost like a newborn's still-melding skull. The Jerusalem Cricket's more common name is the Potato Bug, but in Spanish it is, it is known as El Nino de la Tierra, the Child of Earth. The daughter of Dan Dwyer, a Roswell firefighter in 1947, has said her father saw three of the aliens at the crash site. When pressed by his children to describe them, he said he had said, child of earth. 
Those three words had haunted Carrie for years. What did that mean? Carrie assumed that it had something to do with the Jerusalem cricket, but how? Now the answer glowed upon his computer screen. For me, that was almost like a fingerprint, Carrie says. What? When I saw that image and saw that marking on that body lying on the slab, it jumped right out at me. That's what Dan Dwyer was talking about. Also, the body looked exactly what, like what had been described to me by several eyewitnesses. Frail, big head, etc. My first thought was, this has to be one of the Roswell bodies. It wasn't a sketch, it was a photo, and it was taken right after recovery. Suddenly, Roswell had its most promising lead in years. What do you want to do of me? Beeson remembers Carrie asking. I want you to help verify, Beeson replied. With Carrie and Schmidt's guidance, Beeson and Dew began what UFO experts call an investigation. They took the slides to professors, color experts, and animators. They cut one of the images from its cardboard border to look for a date code then had it run through a drum scan to improve clarity. A digital illustrator made a 3D image of what the body might look like alive. They consulted people at the Kodak headquarters in Rochester, New York. The experts told them the slides were real, had not been tampered with, and were from between 1945 and 1950, making it possible the photos were taken right after Roswell. They looked more into Hilda Blair Ray's life. She had a pilot's license and worked as an attorney. She was one of the first women to graduate from the University of Minnesota's law school, and had married a geologist named Bernard. The couple moved to Midland, Texas. Bernard became head of the powerful West Texas Geological Society. They never had children. They roamed the world. Beeson and Dew started to suspect Hilda might have known Eisenhower's wife, Mamie. Eisenhower's great-granddaughter, Laura, once claimed the president actually met aliens while he was president. They wondered how deep Hilda and Bernard's connections went. Looking at a map, they realized Roswell, New Mexico, is 250 miles from Midland, Texas. They thought that seemed close. You start to fill in the blanks, Do says. Carrie took a photo of one of the slides to an old associate at the University of Toronto, Richard Doble, who noticed the figure had half as many ribs as a human, no collarbone, and its arms attached to the top ribs. The more you look at it, the more you realize it is not from Earth, Doble later said. But finding other opinions was challenging. Schmidt says American scientists hold up a cross like a vampire when the, world, when the word extraterrestrial is used. He and Carrie also worried that any Roswell evidence taken to a U.S. college that received federal funding would be shipped to the military and disappear forever. That's, I mean, stop there for a second. Yeah, that, that is always a concern. A lot of times that kind of stuff happens. People send evidence to some college or, or 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 institute that receives government funding and they never see it again that's that that has happened uh continuing here it says do still wasn't sure he believed in ufos but he was starting to think the figure in the slides was something the more he went around roswell the stranger people acted does the government know you have this one woman asked several others told him to quote be safe Soon, Dew grew paranoid. He worried powerful people were interested in his slides. He wondered why the same white van kept parking in front of his house. His wife thought his UFO pursuit was absurd and wanted nothing of it. Finally, he loaded a copy of the slides on his phone and went to Roswell. He showed the photos to the children of witnesses and filmed their responses. Then he tracked down Elazar Benavides, an Air Force base veteran who claims to have seen the aliens when they were brought to the Roswell base. That's what I saw in 1947, Benavides said after looking at the slides. That was a chill-inducing moment for us, Dew says. Dew started to put together the trailer for his documentary, which gives a flavor of his truth-seeking efforts. By the fall of 2014, whispers trickled through the UFO community that Carrie and Schmidt 
had photographs of a Roswell alien. The world of UFO research can be a vicious one, filled with self-proclaimed researchers certain they can find evidence others have not. You don't need to be you don't need to have an advanced degree to be a UFO researcher, says Kevin Randall, a UFO researcher himself, as well as an author, blogger, and radio host. In ten minutes you can say I'm a UFO researcher and start posting on internet message boards. Many of these quote investigators end quote turn on each other, and Carrie and Schmidt could hear the sniping about their slides. People wondered what they were hiding. They couldn't respond. They had signed a non disclosure. Finally, Kerry couldn't hold back. While speaking at a UFO conference in November 2014 at Washington, D.C.'s American University, he blurted, We have the smoking gun. He told the audience about Hilda and Bernard, about the Eisenhowers, about the slides in the box, and the, about the shriveled body in the pictures, and about the Toronto anthropologist who said the figure wasn't human. Within days, the entire UFO world knew about the alien in the slides. But since Beeson and Dew wouldn't show the slides publicly until they proved the body was an alien. The UFO community was flustered. Tom Carey had access to the smoking gun and he couldn't show it. Rather than hail Carey's proclamation, the message boards and chat rooms that make up the vast extraterrestrial internet buried it in scorn. Smells like BS, said one Reddit, post, Reddit poster. Sasquatch community is rife with charlatans like this, said another. A carefully prepared scam, wrote a UFO blogger. Carrie and Schmidt were shocked. While accustomed to criticism for their research, they lived shielded from the modern internet's rage. Carrie couldn't comprehend someone calling him a hemorrhoid with glasses. Say it to my face, Schmidt wanted to scream to his invisible attackers. By early 2015, Beeson and Du knew they had no choice but to reveal the slides. The pressure to do so was extreme, and Du needed money to fund his documentary. Du spoke to a reality show producer, hoping to build a TV special around the slides, but the offer was too small. The only appealing proposal came from Jaime Masson, an investigative journalist based in Mexico City. Depending on whom you talk to, Masson is either a fearless crusader tackling environmental issues or a sensationalist with an unhealthy UFO obsession. Okay, let me just stop there for a second. Now, I, I remember first seeing Masson long before this. I remember seeing him showing up in documentaries on TV in the 1990s. And, uh, I mean, he presented a lot of very uh, compelling footage uh, that was that he had come across in his during it for his research. Uh, but uh, this is when I, I, as for me, all right, this is this whole story here is when, as far as I was concerned, Masson had lost the plot completely. Anyway, continuing here, it says Masson wanted a great slide revealing spectacle in Mexico City. He said attitudes about UFOs are more open than there than in, in the United States. He imagined renting the Auditorio Nacional, Mexico City's grandest theater. He said they could sell a live stream of the event around the world. He had a name for his extra extravaganza, Be Witness. He promised Beeson and Du enough money to fund a documentary. Beeson and Du hated the idea. It sounded like an overblown fiasco. But Masson was their best option. So in early 2015, they signed an agreement for Be Witness and sent Masson a scan of the slides. He took the scan to Mexico's National Forensic Institute where researchers found 20 anomalies in the figure's body that they said made it different from a human's, including the extra large head, four sets of ribs instead of ten, the position of the eyes and the fact that it lacked a pelvis. On May 5th, 2015, Cinco de Mayo, nearly 7,000 people paid between $20 and 86 bucks to attend Be Witness. The show was more than four hours long. The list of speakers endless. In fact, let me just stop there. Yeah, there was a lot of UFO 
people uh, in the UFO community, a lot of top researchers who got involved in this. And uh, I know that they're, you know, they, I'm sure that they regretted it when it was all said and done because this whole thing turned out to be a farce. Uh, but anyway, continuing here, it says, Carrie and Schmidt gave a PowerPoint presentation. Dobo testified that the body was not human. The forensic scientists described the anomalies they discovered. Beeson found B-Witness too much of a spectacle to attend. Almost to prove his point, a person dressed as a giant alien strolled the stage. Yeah, he turned it into a... Masson turned this thing into a circus, a money-making circus. Then Masson projected the two slides onto enormous screens. At first, there was little response from the UFO world. Though the slides had been on huge screens in the auditorium, they weren't easy to see online. Many people noticed what appeared to be a reflection of a woman's leg and the corner of a bench in one photo. It looked suspiciously like something from a museum. No one could tell for sure. Three days after B-Witness, someone involved in the show leaked a high-resolution scan of one slide to a group of skeptics. The next morning, Beeson called due as he pre- prepared to leave Mexico. The placard they could never read had been deciphered. And see, there was a pla- little placard on it that they couldn't see. Uh, and now they could see it. And this was the story. This is where the story really, this is where the black eye comes from. A member of the Roswell Slides Research Group posting under the screen name Leb Nator examined the high-resolution image using Smart Deblur Pro, a software program easily found on the internet. Several hours later, the placard's top words had cleared enough to be deciphered. Mummified body of two-year-old boy. Further deblurring revealed most of the placard's other writing. At the time of burial, the body was clothed in a, quote, it says unreadable, cotton shirt. Burial wrappings consisted of small cotton blankets. Loaned to Mr. Unreadable, San Francisco, California. Dew was stunned. No way could they read in two days what it took us three years trying to decipher, he says. The deblurring had to be phony, he thought. See, this is the, the other part here. Now, these two guys, Beeson and Dew, the ones who wanted to do the documentary and all that, they're to blame here or just as much as I believe, with, along with uh, Jaime Masson. Now, I think uh, Carrie and Schmidt got taken for a ride on this when they were forced to sign non-disclosure agreements. And here... Uh, I mean, again, this whole thing never should have happened in the first place. It turned it, it was, you take these slides, these, these slides should have been presented just on the internet at the time instead of trying to make money off these two slides the, the way they did. And you have some guy looking at a slide saying, oh, that's, they're not human. That's not a human. Uh, how could you tell that if you don't have the body in, in, in front of you to tell? How could you tell that? <sighs> okay, anyway, continuing here. Uh, DC, the Dew thought that the blurring had to be phony. For a few days, Carrie and Schmidt, much like Dew, refused to believe the placard actually had been read. They accused the Rod's, Roswell Slides Research Group of photoshopping the placard. Carrie released a statement calling the members a cast of characters and accused one of being part party to a UFO hoax years ago. I could imagine, you have to imagine, if you're someone in Carrie's position and you're going along with this all this time, and all of a sudden, you know, you had, you had access to this, you, you would have thought that somebody else could have put this on, could have examined this slide and, and figured out what that placard said. They had to know that there was the blurring uh, programs out there. They, they could have done this themselves and, and avoided this embarrassment. Carrie probably, he just couldn't believe it. I'm certain of it. Uh, you go along with something like this for, for, for years, and the next thing it turns out, like right after it's released, it, you're shown like a couple days later, oh, this is just, this is, this is from a museum. You can read the placard. But anyway, but soon more information was unearthed. A better reading of the placard identified the mummy's donor as 
S.I. Palmer, S.L. Palmer, the bunkers located government records showing Palmer discovered the body in 1896 near Montezuma Castle, a series of cave dwellings cut into the Arizona cliffs about 30 miles from the garage where Beeson's sister initially found the slides. The records included evidence that the child was Native American and photos of the burial site along with pictures of the body spread on blankets not long after its discovery. Uh, the mummy was traced to the Chapin Mesa Archaeological Museum in Mesa Verde, Colorado. The museum confirmed the child's body had been on display for years, which is where it seems an attorney and geologist named Hilda and Bernard might have snapped photos of it in the later 1940s. And that was how the, you know, the story came to a crashing conclusion. And of course, after all of the fanfare created by the original two guys, Du and Beeson, and then of course, um, Masson took it to another level to get make money on it, and it was a total disaster. And this is here's the UFO world mocked Carrie and Schmidt for not re realizing their Roswell alien was a mummy in, in a museum. The whole investigation was amateurish, amateurish, scoffs Kevin Randall, the UFO researcher and radio host. How could any, everyone not see the pictures clearly came from a museum? Did they really think that if, even if Dwight Eisenhower somehow knew the rays, he would let them look at something as top secret as a dead Roswell alien? Not long after the placards deciphering, Kerry was pulled from a prime speaking role at a top UFO conference. Humiliated, Kerry and Schmidt apologized to the Roswell Slides debunkers. I came back to the States thinking the only redeeming thing is that 99% of the American press has no clue or idea about this or that it happened. Well, as Schmidt says. <laughs> so Schmidt was actually happy in a way that the, the, mayor, the mainstream media didn't really pay much attention to this. So... Uh, uh, the only people that, that pay attention to the UFO community were paying attention. But still, it was a black eye. No question about it. A, black, a big black eye. Uh, now, I'm not going to read the rest of this great article. This is a really, really well put together article. I, I mean, you got to give credit to the to the author here uh, uh, by Les Carpenter. What a great job. There's a lot more to it. Uh, but I'm going to switch over to a different article uh, where uh, it was... Uh, where where it talked about how Masson reacted after all this happened. Uh, I said, uh, at, at first, Duve didn't, re he wasn't even commenting at first. Uh, he went silent on Twitter. He was in shock too when, when this whole thing first down. But Masson, one of the key organizers, this is an article from The Mirror. I'll leave a link for this one too. It says, Masson, one of the key organizers of the B Witness event, refused to concede defeat and said the saga was far from over. This could be true, he conceded when asked if the alien was actually a dead child, but there are so many anomalies that it is impossible that this is a human being. Although many people are calling the whole affair a hoax, UFO researcher and former Ministry of Defense investigator Nick Pope has a different explanation. This could be a terrible misunderstanding by people who dearly want to believe, he told Mira online. I know some of the people involved and they, got, and, and they're, they are not bad people or scammers. I see some of them as victims... Their reputations are in shreds because they are were arguably a little credulous. So there you go. Yeah. Jaime Masson gave the UFO community a gigantic black eye in 2015 by turning the whole thing over that alleged alien body, Roswell alien body, into a circus. And it turned out to be a big, giant bust. And the UFO community walked away with a big, giant black eye. I didn't think, the, I'll tell you what, after that incident happened, I, I didn't think the UFO community would ever recover. I mean, that really, really, 
Uh, I, as far as I'm concerned, the research that was done on Roswell shows there's no question in my mind that, that there was uh, an extraterrestrial craft had crashed there. But but that when that incident happened, that, that whole Roswell slides thing happened and, and, and the, the hoopla surrounding it, and it just looks so bad, so bad. And that's why I'm just throwing out this warning that Masson is involved in this inc- instance with these per, uh, Nazca mummies that he's claiming are 100% or whatever he's saying, 99%. I'm not sure exactly. I think he might have said 100%, whatever. He's claiming that they're not human and they're extraterrestrial. And we have other people saying otherwise, that these are, these are fakes, they're put together. We need to have some uh, other scientists need to look at this. And I don't think anybody in the UFO o- o community should be jumping to any conclusions and jumping up and down like, hey, we found something finally. Because you just can't. You just can't. When you consider uh, one of the people, one of the main people that are behind, one of the main organizers of this hearing, which turned out not to be as official hearing as a lot of us were led to believe. And <laughs> I mean, so I have some issues. Uh, but hey, I don't know. I think I think this needs to be looked at further. I need. I think that uh, for certain. I, I just think that some serious scientists need to be uh, given access to these bodies so they could do some more DNA doing uh, do DNA testing and examination. And they need it needs to be uh, Masson or whoever's in charge of these bodies needs to let that happen. And apparently he's going to. So hopefully some people uh, step up to the plate. If this turns out right that they are actually. Uh, not human, right? If if if, if scientists come to come come to an agreement, then hey, I think that uh, Masson could would be, uh, he should be uh, forget about the past. Okay, okay, we made a mistake about you this time. I I see. I have trouble ever since 2015. Fool me once, sh- uh, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So that's where I'm at with this. I I that was a that was a devastating event in 2015 for people in the UFO community. I'll never forget it. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. So I can't. I can't just go off and say, "Oh yeah, there's no question about it." No, no. I, there's lots of questions about it, and it needs more uh, investigation. And that's where I stand on it. Uh, anyway, I want to say thank you for joining to uh, joining me today. Until next time. <laughs>